Well, welcome everyone to our, our tonight's teleclass with two of my favorite people who said yes to the invitation of being on this free monthly call, Craig Rippins, Brother Craig, and also Reverend Marion Carell. And thank you for being on the call tonight and, and sharing your heart with us. I'm so excited about this because I just feel so at ease knowing that the Holy Spirit's going to take over this call. So can I ask a Miriam, how was your day today? You know, it was it was really interesting because these calls always coincide with budgets and invoicing I have to do or things. So <laughs> it was really, really wonderful for me to get to practice today what we were talking about and what these holidays represent, which is all about going inward and 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 staying connected. And so that was a, it, I had more awareness of that today as I was doing my day-to-day work activities and it was helping yeah. me stay. And I could feel the energy of this call. Like as soon as the morning, after my morning meditation, I was, I felt the, the energy of this call and it was helping me through the whole day. And it was really beautiful to kind of see it all from a different perspective. Wow. And you're taking the words right out of my mouth. Exactly your experience was my experience today. After prayer, it's like, oh, today's going to be a talk class tonight. And it's like, I'm already ready. But again, then my mind or my heart was in tune with being on the call now, but yet based on what I was doing during the day, a little checkup or a hiccup (laughs) or a hello, Padre, stay on course. But thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Now, Craig, how was your day? Well, it was it was wonderful. I was also thinking a lot about today's call. I woke up and worked on my notes, got together, some looked at the scriptures I'd looked up and reread them, and wrote a prayer. And for tonight, if uh, there, if there's time, and I kept telling myself because I'd find myself getting anxious. So you know, what if you say something wrong or mix? Except some quotes or whatever. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I just had to tell tell people or t- tell myself that the Holy Spirit is in charge, and as long as you are in in alignment with the Spirit, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, so. and I understand being a little nervous. That's I think in all of us because we want to do good in the flesh, in a sense. But it really is about turning our our hearts over to God tonight. And just allowing grace to flow through, whatever that might be, because it's, God's going to turn that into a gold, let's put it that way. But I appreciate both mm-hmm. you and Miriam being on the call and, and your yes to the invitation. So with that said, Miriam, could I ask you to open with prayer, even though we had a deluge of prayers with uh, Susan Wallace, but I would like you to just open our session with prayer. Definitely. So as a way of preparing this prayer, I was going to just share a little bit about what Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are, because those are the upcoming High Holy Day holidays. And I found yeah. this little passage that I thought was really helpful. So the Hebrew word for year, Shana, comes from the word change, Shinu. Therefore, a year is considered to be a cycle of changes that we go through. When we decide that we need to change, that our current self-aimed and individualistic approach to life needs shifting to one guided by connection, love, and bestowal, then it is considered the beginning of a new year. Rosh Hashanah, mm. the beginning of change. 
So Rosh Hashanah is really a time of celebration and openness. It's a recognition that we are children of God and that we are ready to be changed, to be broken. Mm-hmm. And then Yom Kippur is a time of inward reflection and deep self-examination. It's a time that we ask ourselves, what are we really intending? What are we committed to? Where have we missed the mark? And both these holidays bring us closer to God, to the indweller inside of us, to the change that happens inside, which then brings forth the external change. I love so those, it's a, both of those. Yeah. It's a time to really, and it's also a time supported by the universe to go deep in prayer and find that for yourself, no matter what tradition, no matter what culture you come from, because there's a doorway and a portal of opening of grace for the celebration and the inward reflection. And in these High Holy Days, the prayer that I wanted to open with is Avinu Malkenu. That is the prayer that we say for both these holidays. Avinu means our Father. Malkenu means our King. This is a deep, penetrating prayer like the sound of the shofar. It is a recognition that God is the supreme being of creation and also our helper in life. That this supreme being is for us, with us, beside us, in us. And that we are both children and followers. So let this prayer open your heart. Let it open the gates the gates of redemption. Let it bring in a renewal of light, a deep resonance that we are one in God. Avinu Malkenu 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 Amen Amen that was so holy. It captures the moment. It's, I was reflecting on, for call it us Americans of the world, January 30, December 31st, New Year's. We have a new year. But 
this Jewish holiday, which is the head of the the head of the year, the beginning of the year, and it becomes sacred, even though it's not tonight, but it's in September. So I did want to celebrate or just pay attention to both these feast days because I think it does reflect our own spiritual growth, but also in reflection to our relationship with God and what better way of positioning ourselves, yourself, in that place for the refreshment of the Holy Spirit. And to me, with the Jewish celebration, the feast days, there are or holidays, however you would see that, but it's a ritual, it's a celebration, it's a going within. And in many traditions, we have that, but in the Jewish tradition, it's so old in its tradition, and it's still going on, which to me, there's the favor of God, because God says, do this. My people do this and honor me. And so, and they've kept that Jewish tradition all these years, and it's like, that's just, it excites me. Even though I'm not Jewish, but I feel I am. I, I love Israel. I love the Israel people. I love what God says, these are my people. At least he started there, but then he shared God's favor with everyone once we align with our God. So, But thank you very much, Miriam, for that chant, because I love how you chant. I love the chanting, because it's, it's something that I think all of us can resonate with, that it starts to open the heart and says, pay attention, I'm here. You know, let's walk this walk together in prayer. But wow, thank you for the descriptions of both of those Holy Days, Feast Days, because it's very important. But I love the beginning, the cycle of change. I was like, yes! Mm. You know, isn't it amazing that we can actually have a chance, and that can be every day in our prayer time, to start anew, refresh anew. And when Susan Wallace was praying earlier as people were coming on, she prayed one of my favorite Psalms 147, because it's about praise him, praise him, praise him, turn your attention towards God. And that's what, to me, what these Jewish holidays are all about, is put your attention on God. And how do you see God? How does God see you in in relationship? Mm -hmm. So, Craig, what is your impression of the beginning with Miriam's prayer? And also, how does that reflect in your own spiritual tradition? Well, it's interesting just looking up Rosh Hashanah and the whole Yom Kippur that happens soon, soon after. And I was struck by, you know, so many similarities in the Gospels and also what inspired so many things that inspire me specifically in the Psalms. There's so much, so much there. But what I saw, three, three themes that kind of bridge Judaism and, you know, I was come from the Roman Catholic tradition in these holidays, it first is rejoicing you know, with the blow of the shofar, which is, which I, I took to be meaning just kind of awaken our hearts, you know, awaken our hearts to God's presence. The, so rejoice, reconciliation. It's a time of reconciliation where we reconcile ourselves to God and reconcile ourselves to our brothers and sisters and then also renewal, as we've already discussed. So there are these three themes that are come forward in all the in, in each of the traditions, and that just that just really struck me. And so it was a joy going through the the Old and New Testament, finding 
finding examples. And also, you know, one of the one of the themes for tonight is pause, the great pause, and just how you know the still still small voice of God is uh, you know something that I always always listen to or try to listen to. So what is what is one of your ways of pause? How do you define that for yourself? Now, pausing is, is something that's very, very important to me, and I, I discovered it first in a 12-step program where, where one of the quotes from the, the big book of AA is, as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves that we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, Thy will be done. So it's like 15 years or so ago when I first read this quote, it was like, oh, that is something I really need to learn. And at first it was very muscular. It was just kind of before I do something foolish, just pause for a minute. Right. <laughs> and and over, over the years, it, it became on a more spiritual. I spent time in prayer and meditation and in the community, first the community of AA and now the community of CLM, something that, is not as quite as muscular, but it's something where I can feel that pre- God presence. And I know Ron Roth said that prayer is, takes place between the space between two thoughts, and it's mm. kind of in that pause. Pause is when when prayer is possible. So so now it's like pausing is is where I where I meet God, basically. Wow. There's that one in the, the scriptures, there's a word that's called Selah, and it's usually at the end right. of a paragraph or a sentence, which means pause, reflect. You know, using from the AA program, the, use, the term pause, well, just to stop our mind, meaning that we're still trying to stop our mind and our heart and go, oh, let's go within and find out what God wants. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful, Craig, and a great example of where your beginning was, and look at how the Holy Spirit has taken that and really refined it, that refiner's fire of the Holy Spirit. So how beautiful is that? Thank you for that. That's, that's beautiful. Sure. So, Miriam, how do you mm-hmm. find a pause in, in let's say, in the, the cycle of change in Rosh Hashanah? What are maybe some of your traditions or your own, how you enter into that place of silence? You know, for me, I find that when I am actually physically touching my heart, it really helps me to take a pause and Mm. take a breath. And so a lot of times, and I do this throughout my day at work a lot, where if I'm finding myself revved up or getting ahead of myself, (laughs) I'll touch my heart. It happens, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'll, I'll touch my heart. And and I can do this even in conversations with people because it's natural to just rest your hand mm. someplace and people don't think anything of it. So I could be saying a prayer internally, even if I'm in a conversation or having being on Zoom on mm. vi- video or whatever it is these days. And that is always a place of pause for me personally. And I also have different images that help me anchor in. The, the light so all around me and around my computer everywhere in my office I have images so that I can if I if I need 
to find that place of pause again. It's right there. It's a reminder for me to turn, tune into. And yeah. with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, I've often spent time just by myself outside in nature. Like I would, like there was actually a, it was, that, it was actually interesting because the only time in my life that I spent my entire day in temple or in prayer for Yom Kippur was the day that my grandma died and I didn't know she was dying that oh, day. Wow. And wow. it was very profound. I'd never, but I was just, just felt like I had to be in prayer that day, the whole day. And I went to every mm. service and I, every in, 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 in between every service, I would just go outside and be with the trees and cause it's a day of fasting. Wow. So you just kind yeah. of stay in that space. And that was really profound for me. I don't think I've ever had an experience quite like that. And it was, it helped me open up to a whole other understanding of the depth of the, these holidays and these traditions because I I just mm-hmm. had, I'd never done that before. And it was fascinating because I had heard really clearly, like, go to the healing service at 1 o'clock or whatever it was. And during mm. that service, it was, like, so strong. You have to pray for your grandma. Like, pray for your grandma. Pray for your grandma. And I was like, oh, my grandma needs mm. prayers right now. So I, like, put her into the circle. Wow. And I got out of the service and I got the phone call that she had passed. So it was oh, wow. really mm. beautiful that that reflection and so that was so Yom Kippur itself is a, a day that is an opportunity for like a day long pause, you know, where you take mm. time away from life and you go inward and that that's the invitation for that holiday. I know you have I mean, you come from the Jewish tradition and so those days of celebration or holy days or days of awe help you to focus because we do get caught up in our own worlds pretty much every day. <laughs> but when you know it's coming up, your heart starts to prepare that way. Just like I believe here in the United States, I know here locally, we every Tuesday of the month, we have a siren that goes off. It's like a tornado siren. So we know our emergency that prepares some danger is going to be here. And so today we're talking about... That's one about, way to pause. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in in relationship to the, the shofar, mm. I have two shofars, and I was going to blow one tonight, but I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> so I'll just say, see, I have it in my hand. <laughs> but now I'm going to use that image when it blows every Tuesday. I'm going to think of shofar. And it's mm. a day of pause. So I just thank you for that image because it's just, it's, I mean, Ron Roth always says these symbols make a difference. And once you understand them, there's a mystery, mm. there's a, a grace there. And so what mm. Greg and you are bringing forth tonight is really those images that we all kind of know, but yet we want to go deeper because ultimately it's to go deeper in God. And part of that, you know, especially Young Kapur, that in a reflection, it's about letting go. And one of the ways we know how to let go is forgive ourselves, forgive God, mm-hmm. forgive those around us, the great commandment. The idea is to really put a reflection on that. And we could actually do that every single day. But we have some, quote, holy days that we really do reflect that. I think, Craig, you talked about, at least in our Voice of Healing, you talked about a, a situation you had with, I call it confession. Would you like to share that? Because I think it's pretty oh. profound. 
Yeah, sure. I was listening to the quiet voice of God one day in still and silent voice, and I was told to go back to Mass. I was raised a Catholic, but I hadn't been in like 55 years, so I started going back to Mass, and I immediately just just saw the miracle that was happening there. It's like before when I was a youngster, it was just ritual. And there's more song now in the Catholic Church, so they, they sing more at Mass, and yeah. it's just more celebratory. So I just wanted to enter into communion. I wanted to take the wafer, and I, being a good Catholic boy, I, I said, well, I can't go until I go to confession. I can't do that until I, maybe I right. don't qualify. So I thought, well, it's been 55 years. I'll make an appointment with a priest, thinking I, I need a couple of hours. And so I went. <laughs> I, I showed up. I showed up at the church and and I expected to spend you know some time recounting all my misdeeds and we you're sitting in full I was sitting in my little booth you know the confessional and yeah and he, after after a few minutes he interrupted me and just said don't hold your sins in your heart give them to Jesus and it was like in that moment I was just felt uh, it was like being hit by a thunderbolt it was like Oh my God, it's it's that easy. It's like I don't have to go over each sin. Just kind of just let it flow, let it flow to flow to Jesus. And I saw that the sacrament of reconciliation. You know, I was when I was a kid, it was like oh, going to confession was some kind of scary thing. But in that moment, I saw it was. A, I thought it was celebratory. It was a joyful occasion to be reconciled. In fact. They, they don't call it confession anymore. They call it reconciliation, which is more compassionate, I think. Yeah. And so I felt to reconcile with the Lord, I mean, that's something to be happy. It's like the prodigal son returning, kill the fatted calf, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's come back to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. So offering. Show uh, that your, Craig, your, your heart, number one, but also your willingness. If it's going to take two or three hours, you were willing to do that. And there is the mercy of yes. God, the compassion of God. And just by those words of the priest, just help reconcile that. And you know, when you mentioned about once you gave absolution, you felt this overwhelming presence. And that was your mm-hmm. Heavenly Father just embracing you. And it's like, that is so beautiful. I think we all desire to have that heavenly embrace. When we know we've fallen short in many yeah. parts of our lives. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a beautiful story, though. Right. And it's interesting that I had this sacrament of reconciliation. It was the, the celebration day for St. Paul's conversion. And I mm. I thought thought it was it, it was significant because St. Paul is like wow. talking about sinners. I mean, he, was, yeah. he terrorized Chris, Christians for so long. And I thought, well, if St. Paul can be forgiven, I can. So. <laughs> <laughs> you did it on the right day. <laughs> yeah. I, did wow. I love that. Well, there is that, there's the wisdom of God, too. And it's like nothing is outside God's wisdom. And so you have that even that reflection of St. Paul. So we all fall short of God's presence, God's glory, the scripture says. But it's that whole thing about reconciling or stepping into divine union once again by this we call it prayer we call it forgiveness we call it reconciliation whatever that might be 
Now, Miriam, have you encountered that in some way in your own life, especially around these holy or holidays? Yeah, you mean reconciliation, you mean? Whichever yeah. one that comes to mind in your in your heart. Actually, for me, you know, every time you ask me to do something connected to Judaism, it's a reconciliation for me. Mm. Because wow. I grew up with a framing of everything in a traditional way that didn't really leave an opening for the mystical. And okay. my orientation is the mystical. Like, that's just how I orient naturally. So it was always yeah. confusing to me growing up. I just couldn't understand it all because of the way that it was being told how I needed to do things versus the way that was true to my heart and how, like, if I had my way, I would just sit outside and prayed all day. And, you know, that would have been, for me, entering temple. And so it's that's where a lot of, I feel like I've been so grateful with this process that you have helped me with because whenever you bring me in connection to one of these Jewish holidays, it really helps me go inward and helps me look at like, what am I still holding on to that, you know, I'm holding against myself, against my lineage or whatever it is, what reconciliation and forgiveness do I need to bring into my heart so that then I can bring it out in the world for others. And it's been really humbling. I've learned so much and been able to access so much new information about all the prayers that I said growing up. Like what I wrote about in the article of Shana Taba, I never even saw it that way until I started really deeply praying on it in terms of how much of a benediction and a decree it is. And I just, I said those words without the, the full meaning for me growing up, but mm. now I feel like I'm bringing the full richness of everything together. And it's opening me up to a whole new connection and a whole new way of resonating with, with everything in these holidays and in these traditions. And it's beautiful. And Miriam, you, I know you wrote that. I know you wrote that little article on Shana Torah. Is that how you said it? And oh, when I was reading, when I was reading it, I'm going, oh, I could just feel the presence wrap her arms around me when you were stating these words. And maybe you can talk about that just a little bit because it's just, it's so us. It's so celebrating life. It's our community that. We love benediction. We love decrees. We love that intimacy. So can you share mm -hmm. a little bit about that? Yeah. So Shana Tova is the phrase that we say at Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It means good year. Like it's like a benediction to say have a good year. But when I was okay. really sitting with it and praying on it for this call, I realized that it's, it's an invitation to spiritual awakening for all of us. It's an invitation to birth ourselves, like bring forth. It's like a calling, like the shofar, that sound, that, mm. that deep penetrating sound that goes into us to bring forth us out into God. So we're birthing ourselves into God, and that, that is the decree. It's a decree of may this be for you. 
a good year, a good wow. year and one that you birth yourself as a child of God. You birth yourself as the being one in all, being one with, with the oneness of all. And that is, that's the decree of this is may this be your existence. May this be what you hold for yourself and for others. And that is mm. what I, what I realize deeply is that unification that, that mm. it's a prayer of unification. Mm. Your description to me, it was a prayer. It was a decree. But can I ask you just to go with the spirit on that and everyone who's on this call, it can become our prayer for the new year mm. up for each of us. So would you do that for us? Mm-hmm. Shana Tova. May each of you bring forth the knowing and the deep resonance that you are one in God that you are birthed as a child of God and you are given the bountiful connection of all that is, of all life, all peace, omnianist presence. And I, I feel called to read this prayer that is in the flavor of St. Francis. Mm. Sure. Our Father, who art in heaven, the proof of our love for you is always the same, that we love one another as you have loved us, that we love each other as we love ourselves, that along the way of our spiritual journey, we are generous, and helping others and humble enough to accept their help. Even as we want nothing to distract us from prayer, let nothing turn us aside from love of the neighbor. Let me always be generous and love your children as you have been generous to me. Bless and keep all of us. Make your face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. Look kindly upon us. Grant us a quiet night, lasting peace, and generosity of the heart. Mm. I feel that in so much this is mm. what Shana Tova, that decree is really bringing forth for all of us. It's that deep connection of love that's in us, that emanates out, that is a representation mm. of God in all forms, in all mm. aspects. And that when we receive that and we re accept that, we are loving God and we are loving our neighbor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, Miriam, that you yeah. chose to read that from that prayer from St. Francis because he's I've had three or four notes in front of me about St. Francis that I was going to share tonight. So it fits perfectly in that harmony because it talks about St. Francis. He was a master at making room for the new and letting go of what was tried and empty. 
and just as his symbolic way of he was a his family was very rich and he tore off all his clothes and gave it to the poor. His father and mother's like, Oh my god, you're embarrassing us and it's like, No, mm-hmm. he had this freedom within himself of call it what Craig experienced in that reconciliation, that oneness with God. And so we were one with nature, with Mother Earth, with people. Good and bad didn't matter. So he saw it in a very different way. And like all of us, there's that Kundalini experience. There's that born-again experience. There's this oneness mm-hmm. in all. It comes forth in this. During these call it rituals, these holy days, we have opportunities of stepping into that. And for me, this is what my life is about. Our mission at Celebrating Life is about is really walking that walk together and being an example for each other and also holding people up when we do fall. We, we trip and sometimes we're, we're in a puddle of stuff. You know, we can't get out. But our peace, our reconciliation. <laughs> There's a quote that once was said, quit listening to your own voice. Others might have a message that could liberate you even more. And it's like, it's true. For me, living alone, I have a great conversation with myself a, a lot. You know? so, but when another person with her have a telephone call or someone stops over or at the other places, the Holy Spirit is with us always. But when God can use another voice or just as be still or stop or pause, or blow the shofar, it gets our attention. And all of a sudden, now we can be aligned with what the voice really wants to tell us. You know, and it's really about reconciliation. But that that whole thing about being in one with our God, with presence, some of that, for me, is that preparation. And I know oh, I almost <laughs> the shofar almost took a, a flight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking with my hands, of course. So, but my, my, my desire is to really allow grace and also my confession that for God to hear my voice, know that I love him, her, know that I'm the righteousness of God, which is right standing because of what God has already done for me. And it's in that reconciliation that really I always have to keep being reminded. And it's almost like, well, in the past, I'd have to do something wrong so then I get acknowledged. Well, that's an old pattern. For me now, is just be present, and we will have joy unspeakable. And part of this Rosh Hashanah is about the joy God is showing up in our midst, and we get to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. So, Craig, what is some of other reflections that you have centering in on for tonight's topic? First, I'd, I'd like to say that just studying and reflecting on Rosh Hashanah and all this symbolism and Miriam's background that she's given on on the holiday, I realize that you know I have a bunch of new anchor points you know that I can I can use that can are tools that can help me connect with God. Just the image of the shofar. I think I'm going to have to make room in my prayer closet for <laughs> for a shofar. So. <laughs> It's just so, so wonderful. But also, the renewal, I, I think, is one of the, the themes that I, I see, you know, in, in Rosh Hashanah and then also in the, in the Christian traditions. And I found this passage in Second Corinthians. So this is Paul 
writing here at Second Corinthians chapter six, where he touches on this um, renewal. So I'll read it now. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was, that God was re- reconciling himself in Christ, not coming, not counting people's sins against them. He has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as through God, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, and so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Mm. So this whole this whole image, and I was, was so delighted when I read this, is that whoever is in Christ is a new creation. So we're renewed in, in those those moments of, of Christ's communion, and it just seems so tied into that to Rosh Hashanah that it's the new year. So in that time we are renewed, and there's any and we can we can participate in this celebration, you know, in any moment and throughout the day. So it's not confined to one day on the calendar. You know, and, and as Miriam was reflecting, is that she relies on stillness in in moments where she's busy. So it's like you don't have to be stop stop doing things in order to realize that moment of prayer and stillness and and renewal. I think that's something I'm just now realizing is that, that Christ communion can happen continually. Well, it sounds like for me, what you're saying, Craig, is about communion, divine union, mm-hmm. communion with mm-hmm. God, with each other, ourselves. You know, I was reading in, I think it's Galatians 2.20, and it's about Christ crucified. So it's like being in Christ. It just stirred my soul this morning because there's something, there's a depth to that that I want to start to break down in my own spirit because it's all about when we put on Christ or Christ puts himself on us in a sense that we live by his spirit, not by our own anymore, that now we become conduits of the love of God and ourselves and those around us. But there, I want to, I feel like the Holy Spirit is stirring that up in my spirit right now. And I can't wait to go to bed and wake up in the morning and, and go to that Galatians 2.20 again and reread it because there's something there, there's a mystery there that I feel the Holy Spirit wants to un- unravel. But to me, that's what Yom Kippur is. That's what Rosh Hashanah is. It's about opening up the door to these mysteries. And for everyone on the call tonight, I'm hoping that you're feeling the sense of the Spirit tapping your little heart that says, pay attention. Why don't you try this nugget, this new understanding, or enter into that place? Because we all have this invitation. It's free. It's given. It's a grace. But we also have to accept it, and I call it apply it to our lives. 
And I don't believe by accident you're on this call. I believe the Holy Spirit and the angels have already called you and just reconciled your own life to God, but also in that dedication, call it a decree that I want to walk this path. I want to try these principles, these healing principles, and really allow grace to grab a hold of us and make us new again. So, Miriam, what other reflections have you come up with in reconciling in this evening tonight? I really like what you were saying about the mystery, Padre, and the stirring with with the mystery. I feel that that's been moving in my heart in different ways as well, just a, a different aspect of connecting into the, the mystery. Yeah. And I found this really beautiful Yogananda poem or prayer that kind of really just relates what you were just saying. And I'm going to read that. Breathe in me the way to love you, that I may learn to faultlessly love you. Pour me the wisdom wine by which I become intoxicated with you. Whisper in my ears of silence the way to be with you always. Speak to my wandering senses and lead them back to your sanctuary within. Call the mirandering mind and counsel it how to retrace its steps unto your home. With your mm-hmm. silent eyes, just look at me and I will know where to find you. You may hide behind the ocean. You may hide behind illusion. You may hide behind life. You may hide behind dualities. You may hide behind theological conundrums. You may hide behind unanswered prayers. But you cannot hide behind my love. For in the mirroring light of my love, you are revealed. How special is that? I love Yogananda. Actually, I have two quotes from Yogananda also. So I'm just so in tune with tonight. I just love how this weaving is going on with you and Craig. It's said about Yogananda, he says, he placed great importance on silence. Disciples working around him were permitted to speak only when necessary. Silence, he said, is the altar of the spirit. Whoa. I think I'm going to have to teach my monks and ordained and novices. <laughs> just a hint. <laughs> and, but Yogananda, he just touches the heart when he, he speaks. Mm-hmm. And there was another quote, and hopefully it will fit tonight. It talked about, he said, never to support our moods. He urged us to banish them firmly when they were vicious, in a positive affirmation. He said, I suffer when you have moods, he once said, for then I see Satan gets a hold of you. Moods are caused by past overindulgences of the senses of pleasure. And it's Mm -hmm. like, wow. So he recognized, and I recognize, we recognize, when we're overstimulated, you know, we can just use this reference point of what's happening in the United States with the riots, Mm -hmm. just like the vandalism that's going on, the looting. My prayer is, Lord, show them your heart. We will pray for all those who are disturbed in that way and also those who are victims of these riots also and those who have 
lost their lives in this. You know, there's a chaos going on, but there's also a presence that you and I, we know, that can overcome. And to me, where two or more gathered in thy name, there I am in the midst. So mm -hmm. just as Yogananda has gone before us, Padre Pio has gone, Ron Roth has gone before us, St. Therese, Teresa of Avila, all these great saints who have taught us have left behind these wisdoms, just like Rosh Hashanah, just like Yom Kippur. There are places of pause, there's places of reverence, that once we go deeper in this place called God, called the Holy Spirit, called the oneness of the universe, that stillness, that solitude, that stillness within, and really just draw from that well, because each of us, and as your heart is already being tugged by the Holy Spirit, by the angels, we just want to go deeper in that understanding. Because really love, it's, it's really about what love is. St. Teresa of Avila once said, the important thing is not to think much, but to love much. And so do that which best stirs you to love. And so I know uh, my mind gets very creative, but it's in the stillness when I actually get to hear, the I call it the nugget, the, the whispers of heaven. And so as we pray tonight for humanity, for our family, our friends, for those who have passed, for those who have the coronavirus, for those who have already passed in that, we want to reconcile ourselves with God, with each other, so that in our time we can be of service as the Christ hands, as the Christ words, as the Christ sees the compassion, the mercy of God, because ultimately it's not what we think, it's who we are in. And so what I think I'll do is I'm going to ask Craig to start with prayer, you know, what your intention for prayer is, and then also pray. Then I'll have Marion do the same, and then I'll follow through with, mm -hmm. and also then end in our conversation with prayers. So, Craig. My intention is for all of us on this call to come together in peace and prayer to celebrate the spirit of Rosh Hashanah, and that we awaken to the joyous blast of the shofar in every moment. Please recognize that the focus and message of Rosh Hashanah are universal and timeless. I pray that we be united and lifted up in the spirit of the Lord. And as a prayer, the following, Dear Father, Mother God, sustain us and fill us with your infinite and healing spirit. Our hearts long to be reconciled with your divine presence. Renew our spirit and let us walk among all beings as ambassadors of Christ. Greet us as we enter your courts with praise. Like Elijah on the mountain, we stand waiting, pausing without impatience for your compassionate instruction. Though we search for you in the extraordinary, like wind, earthquake, and fire, you finally reach us with a still small voice, a loving voice guiding our steps. Embrace us with your arms of forgiveness. We are your prodigal children humbly bowed before you, yet you lift us with a joyous celebration. 
Teach us to forgive others because we are not able to leave our gift at your altar unless we are reconciled with our brothers and sisters. Hear our praise and accept our offering. As David sang in Psalm 51, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, O God, will not despise. Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer, Craig. Beautiful. And I know you were also praying for your wife, for her situation also, and also your pet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just put that Mm -hmm. in there. Um, Miriam, would you continue? Yeah, my prayer for everyone is to seek the gift of silence and solitude so that everything in your life gets turned into a prayer, that your whole life becomes a prayer. That's Mm. my wish for everyone, including myself. And I thank God for giving us the space of mystery so that we can all uncover what is deep in our hearts and bring forth the jewels and the treasures of life. Thank you for Mm. all the blessings and all the healing that has already happened for all of us on this call and all those who listen to this call. Thank you for anchoring into each of us a deeper resonance of your presence, of your sound, of your tone. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Just with that flavor of both Craig's and Miriam's prayers about just going deeper with presence, even though the we read, we hear, we see about the the conditions of the United States, the stirring that's going on, the violence that's within us and outside of us, we do want to reconcile that. What I believe the Holy Spirit, the angels, are, the spirit beings are asking us to do is to go within and have these holy days, have these holy anchors, so that when we go before our Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Mother, and all the cloud of witnesses, that we can empty ourselves and become one with God. It's in that, it's in that presence, it's in that opportunity of emptying so that we can be filled. So I ask everybody to place one of your hands on your belly because the scripture says there's rivers of living water come forth from the belly, which is grace. It's all about the flow, the overflow of grace. And so, Holy Spirit, I just ask you to stir up the gift again of God within us. Stir up the mighty ocean of your love, of your kindness, and begin to pour forth the living grace, the healing, the healing balm of the Holy Spirit upon all of us, your children, your beloved, as a beloved daughter, as a beloved son. Let that healing balm now begin to move and have her being in our bodies, healing cancer, healing of the joints, the ligaments, 
Someone had a brain tumor just dissolve. A kidney, kidney condition. Just let the, the cleansing power of the Holy Spirit just refresh, renew, restore a bladder. Come, Holy Spirit. Just bring supernatural reinforcements and bring it the natural into the supernatural, bringing a healing for the flow, the healing flow. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for your grace. Arthritis, I just break its crippling hold over you. In the name of Yeshua, that your healing presence, somebody with the eye, I just thank you, O Lord, our God, for bringing balance back into the membranes, the, the brain, the brain snaps. Come, Holy Spirit. And just whether it's a brain injury, maybe it was by an accident, I don't know, but it's just God's touching that area right now, just bringing it back to a place of awareness, of wisdom. We thank you, O Lord, our God. And an ear, we just open, ears open. I thank you, O Lord, our God. And for a depression, I thank you, God, for lifting that now, the spirit of depression, out. Out. It's destroyed by the peace that passes all understanding, the love of God that you have for God. I thank you, God, for ushering into this new year, this new beginning in all of our lives. May we be refreshed with your joy, with your forgiveness, with your healing, with your reconciliation as we fall in love with you over and over again. I thank you, God, for this benediction, this decree. I thank you, God, for that still, small voice that says, I am loved. I am at home with the heart of the father, the heart of the mother. I thank you, God, for releasing your ministering angels now on your people's behalf, healing, reconciling, bringing it to wholeness. God. 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 Amen. Amen. Amen.